Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. From the Rangaroo Studios, this is the COB, brought to you by eToro. Invest in ASX shares with $0 commission. Welcome to the close of business, the stuff you need to know about the day and uh, week really of business and markets. I'm Kyle Roddy here with Danny Akuye. Um, Danny, let's get a look at the local market if we can, because well, we said you were the key to the market success. You brought the green and uh, well, look, uh, we're high for the day. I would love to claim that, but I actually think it's got more to do with the possible debt ceiling progressing in the right direction and maybe traders just wanting to, uh, well, boost the market a little bit before the weekend. Yes, and it has to be said, of course, we've got about 40 minutes left in the day's trade. So hopefully we can uh, hold on to these, uh, well, sliver of gains we have seen. Let's get straight to the three themes though of, well, the day, perhaps even the week, I guess you could say, because it's been very much a week dominated by, well, the debt ceiling. Absolutely. Uh, Looking over the cliff, perhaps that's uh, a reference actually to retail sales. I've popped in there because they were flat and this uh, talk again of potentially this, uh, well, uh, interest rate cliff and the way that it might be slowly working its way through the Australian economy. Uh, This one I thought was rather humorous. Slap AI on it. That seems to be the key to uh, boosting your your valuation at the moment. As long as you uh, mention artificial intelligence, well, at least your stock won't go down. Yeah, but to be fair to NVIDIA, there is a trillion dollars worth of data centers that need to upgrade their uh, GPUs. So that's enough. That's enough on NVIDIA. But, you know, I think it, it is a real trend. But of course, very controversial. Yes, indeed. And uh, well, it's not the last time we'll be speaking about that. Hopefully, today will be the last day that we're talking about that debt stealing yeah. as we see you. Well, hopefully see you on X Day next week. Uh, but uh, yeah, they've got the Memorial Day holiday in the United mm-hmm. States. That's going to make things even uh, a little bit curlier, perhaps, for market participants come the start of next week. But uh, we wouldn't want to preempt the action. We'll uh, hand it over to Washington, perhaps. But um, well, there was some corporate news today, and uh, one of the big developments perhaps was Fisher & Paykel delivering yep. a negative set of numbers. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, the stock's down quite substantially and uh, disappointing the markets. Obviously, mm. all that um, post-COVID growth has disappeared. It would certainly but m- so. Maybe we should check in and have a look and see what our experts from today were saying. Yes, what well, we did have, it was our stock of the day, and uh, well, we had Marky Mark Garner from Macro <laughs> Capital and Philip Pepe from Shore & Partners is giving us their view on Fisher and Paykel. Most were expecting an even greater FY24. I think FY23 was there or thereabouts, maybe a slight miss versus consensus on the second half. But the outlook statement uh, for FY24 is disappointed. Mainly, it looks to me like at the gross profit level, just the costs are higher. So revenue, basically in line with what analysts were thinking, it's just costing them more to deliver. So you'll probably see a um, consensus forecast come down for FY24 in what was a stock that was priced, not for perfection, but priced for growth. Um, and the market 
doesn't like a downgrade. So I think what you're seeing today is people saying, well, it's hard for stocks who are downgrading to outperform. So people are, are taking profits or, you know, just mm -hmm. trading out of something yeah. that's more uh, more reasonably priced. So it's probably going to struggle for the next few days while people reweight. Um, although it looks fair value versus current consensus, you'll probably see valuations come down the next mm -hmm. 24 to 48 hours and share price follow that down after which it probably stabilises for a while. Yeah, it'd be, um, I'd probably recommend, if you're liking the stock, you just just try, probably get in, in, in um, increments. You know, increments rather than, you know, trying to pick a, a price and, you know, you're either right or you're wrong because it, it can it can trade outside of um, fair value on both sides of the scale. So you may end up getting it cheaper and um, or a lot cheaper sometimes. It was, you know, that that move down to sixteen last year was was quite frightening from about twenty about twenty eight dollars or something in it. In a very short. Okay, so cautious to say the least there in Fisher and Paykel, mm -hmm. uh, of course, dealing with, well, a co combination of headwings, I guess mm -hmm. you could say. But, uh, well, let's get our guest for the episode. Uh, and as we do on a Friday, as always, Shane Oliver from AMP Capital is standing by. Shane, great to see you there. Uh, I hate to bring it up because it's getting a little bit frustrating to talk about. Uh, just get a deal done, of course. But the debt ceiling uh, approaching X day, I mean, what are you expecting and how can markets respond depending on the different outcomes here? Well, our expectation is that it will be a deal. Uh, the question will come whether they can get one done by the X day, which uh, is said to be next Thursday, but there's always a chance they could hang on for a couple of days, depending on where the Fed's, um, where the Treasury's uh, bank account is at the Fed. You know, it's dwindling, but they may be able to get through a few days or they could uh, move some spending around. You know, there were debt ceiling debacles back in the early 80s and 1990 where the Fed would delay some spending um, to just get it over the line. So I, I suspect we will get a deal. Um, it will then take time to go through Congress, uh, a couple of days perhaps. Um, I think the House requires a 72-day read-through rule. Um, if they don't waiver that, then we could find the deal doesn't get passed into law until, say, next weekend, not this coming weekend, the one after, um, in which case they'd have to move things around. But I, but I think we're getting there. It seems as if we're getting there. There is, does seem to be some agreement on both sides. They are narrowing in on a deal. Um, but you just got to bear in mind here that there's still a risk of uh, more brinkmanship. Um, it's in neither side's interest to give in too early because the Republicans have got the far right on their side pushing them and the Democrats have got the far left on their side pushing them. So it's a difficult situation here. The other thing is once it's passed, and I was talking about this with Nadine and uh, Danny last week, uh, once it's passed, uh, the Fed will start withdrawing, sorry, the Treasury will start withdrawing that money out of the system. Uh, that they've been pumping in as they take money out of their Fed banking account and pump it into the US economy. It'll now start coming out and there will be some sp spending cuts here ahead which will act as a bit of a dampener. So I, I think the risks around share markets, despite a short-term bounce on any news of a, of a resolution of this issue, the risk is that they then might fall back again because of worries about the austerity flowing from it. Yeah, absolutely, Shane. And so it looks as though we could have two factors, as you said, that liquidity withdrawing from markets, but also increasingly, um, there's more anecdotal evidence really of a, a big slowing um, in consumer spending here in Australia. Some mm. of the retailers, the consumer discretionary retailers have been citing uh, profit downgrades in the US as well. Do you think we're going to get a double whammy potentially in terms of more evidence of a recession, particularly in the US as we move into this June quarter, as well as this uh, liquidity withdrawal? 
Well, that's the big risk here, and that's why I'd be a little bit cautious on shares for the next uh, few months. Uh, it is a seasonally fraught uh, period. Um, but you, you're right. I mean, earlier we were talking about Fisher and Paykel. We had the retail sales figures earlier in the day. Both of those are consistent with um, retail sales yeah, falling back to earth after that huge rebound they, they saw or huge surge they saw th through the pandemic. They're still above their long-term trend, but retail sales nominally in Australia have now been flat since September. I mean, a bit of volatility in there, but if you, you compare where we are today, they're about where they were back in September last year. And that's despite lots of price rises along the way. So in real terms, consumers are cutting back. They're cutting back on discretionary items. Uh, and, Fischl, and Fisher and Paykel are starting to experience that along with other retailers um, that people will, you know, they'll keep eating, they'll keep going to Woolworths and Coles and Aldi and what have you, um, but they might buy the cheaper items and more importantly, they won't be buying the discretionary discretionary items that they have been to such a great degree. The only reason people say, oh, well, clothing was up, department stores were up, but they were benefiting from the onset of cooler weather earlier than normal, um, which benefited that uh, part of it. But, yeah, there is a risk here that you get this double whammy um, liquidity withdrawal at the same time as uh, more evidence of weaker economic conditions. And as we saw in the late 80s, early 90s, things were okay until they suddenly weren't. And then, of course, the central banks had to start backtracking. Of course, and, and then I was born and things got doubly as bad. But um, Shane, <laughs> running a really tight ship. Worse up, worse up. <laughs> yeah, it's all downhill from there for the country. Um, Shane, I hate to keep it short, uh, but we are on a tight schedule today. So really appreciate you making the time for us. And we'll pick it up again next week. Shane Oliver from the AMP Capital. Sounds there. good. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good week. All right, let's get to the leaders now. And I reckon it's, it's going to have a bit of a tech flavour, of course. Now, this isn't the final Ooh, prices for yes. the day, but uh, would you have a look at that? Uh, four stocks, well, I would define as tech, as well as a little bit of a food uh, feel to it as well. But it's, um, I mean, I, we've been on air with each other this afternoon, uh, in the this afternoons. Week all week and it seems like we're just repeating ourselves but it's true it's it's very much a bit of a tech revival here yeah totally um so uh nas uh, nasdaq <laughs> Until it's a Friday. It's a Friday. Next DC continuing to rally, probably off the back of those NVIDIA results, and Altium as well, up about 4%. Brainship, well, that defies me, but that's up about 5.5%. <laughs> Costa obviously had that good news um, regarding an earnings upgrade yesterday, so that's continuing to see buying. And Megaport, I just noted, noted earlier on in the day, I think it was Citigroup that um, have upgraded oh. uh, their recommendations to a a high risk speculative buy oh, on that one. So that's probably why we're seeing some follow through buying on, on that one. It's yeah, so um, yeah, very much a tech theme at the moment. Non-cyclical yeah. stocks, uh, again, not a lot of love for those. Should we check in with the laggards? Let's check in with the laggards indeed. And while we've already spoken about Fisher and Parker a lot, but it was a very disappointing set of figures, it has to be said. And uh, well, you can see they're down by what at this stage, 7.2%. Yep. I would imagine that uh, that won't budge too much going into the close. But um, perhaps a little bit of a mixed bag from here on in. CSR, CSR ex-dividend. Yep. CSR, so. <laughs> we got that one. One today, it's a yeah, little fist TV. pump between Danny and I on the desk as, uh, as we were uh, right across that uh, today. Uh, but block down 4.5%. Uh, it will be interesting to see how Bitcoin potentially changes because block's obviously such a big yeah. proxy for Bitcoin. How it trades if we do get past the X date in the United States, uh, whether it's all oh, you know an anti-fiat play, we should buy Bitcoin. Yeah. Or whoops, no liquidity. Sorry, guys, uh, going to have to, to sell our crypto. So keep an eye out for, for block as a proxy there. Uh, but Cole, 
Yes, maybe some weaker coal prices. I haven't actually mm. seen today, but we have had some pressure on some of the uh, iron ore prices as well as coal prices. Yeah. So, you know, again, if you're heading into a recession, a lot of these commodities are not going to perform. Well, no. certainly that is the view that a lot of the experts have been talking about. Yeah, and although we have these other sort of thematics we've spoken about during the week, the tech, the debt ceiling, very quietly below the surface. If you look at the performance of the materials, all these other areas of the market, the Aussie dollar even. Um, yeah, pointing to perhaps some growing fears about yep. the growth outlook going okay. forward. But final check on the market, yep. shall we? Um, just uh, looking as though we will finish the oh. day up, hopefully around 0.2%. Uh, the ASX 200 is heading for a weekly loss of about 1.8%. So uh, not the final trade in the books just yet, but uh, a good day in what's otherwise pretty dour week. Danny, uh, we got the last call to get to. We do, we do. We've got the last call. So don't go anywhere, folks. Grab a glass of wine or a beer or if you want a cup of tea and join us all for the last call. See you in a minute. The COB is brought to you by eToro. Invest in ASX shares with $0 commission.